This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. Loving others as Jesus has loved us involves shepherding others. It involves caring for them. It involves nurturing them. It involves taking care of them. It involves setting a godly example and serving them as an under-shepherd, if you will. Who has Jesus placed around you? Who has he entrusted to your care? Do you see yourself as a shepherd to people around you? Pastor Robert will be teaching today that God could have put any other person where you are, but he chooses you. You don't need to be a pastor or a church leader. He selected this group of people for you to shepherd and to lead to Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. First Peter chapter 5 verse 1 as we resume our studies in the book of First Peter you know as I opened this and considered it a question struck me what should one look for in a pastor it seems to me that most people in our church world today in the United States look for somebody who will entertain them maybe inspire them somebody who speaks well somebody who's funny keeps their attention. And those are not bad things, unless those are the main qualities that the pastor possesses. See, I've known more than one con artist who possess those same characteristics. Talented, eloquent liars, whose primary objective was personal achievement and success. And some of those in the name of Christ. 1 Peter chapter 5, starting at verse 1, the apostle writes, The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves 
under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now, we're going to back up. I want to look first at the first part. You know, technically, Peter wasn't addressing this only to pastors. He was reminding the older men, the Christian leaders, of their responsibilities, their duty to the Lord. This isn't primarily about title or position. It's not about a vocation, about a job. It's, it's about our responsibility before the Lord. And by the way, ladies, it applies to you as well as to the men, even though it was directed in this letter primarily to the men. It's something that applies to all of us who sincerely follow the Lord Jesus. One day when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, He will hold us accountable for these things. When He does the final evaluation of our lives. What things? Well, two things stand out here in Peter's exhortation to older believers. He says, shepherd the flock that's been entrusted to you. And be an example to them. To shepherd people means to nurture them and feed them, to protect them and lead them. The temptation will be to think that if you're not employed by a church or at least you know, leading a home group or leading a ministry or whatever, that this doesn't apply to you because you haven't been entrusted with anybody to shepherd. But that thinking is flawed, and I'll tell you why. You see, God has commanded every believer to love others as Jesus has loved us. And loving others as Jesus has loved us involves shepherding others. It involves caring for them. It involves nurturing them. It involves taking care of them. It involves setting a godly example and serving them as an under-shepherd, if you will. Who has Jesus placed around you? Who has He entrusted to your care? If you've been following Jesus for more than a month or two, you need to become aware of the people in your immediate sphere of influence, your immediate circle, who don't yet know Him. Begin to pray for them. In Psalms chapter 2, verse 8, the Lord says to us, Ask of Me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. And we've talked about this before. This is a messianic psalm. This is a prophetic statement given you know, to the Messiah. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. But we who are in Christ need to understand that this applies to us. You and I should ask our Father for the nations. The people who don't know Him is what He's talking about. Ask God for those people in your world who don't yet know Him, as your inheritance. God, I want them to know You. I, please give them the desire to know You. Draw them to Yourself. Let me be a part of that somehow. Give them to me as my inheritance. See, I believe this promise is related to the people in our families and among our friends and neighbors and coworkers who right now remain spiritually dead. You and I can't change that, but He can. And I believe many times the only thing that's missing is that we're not praying for Him. At least not consistently enough. The Lord busted me yesterday. There's one individual that He had put on my heart. You know, pray for that person. And I had kind of gotten slack about doing it. He reminded me. So we had a talk about that. You're going to pray for that person. We, you haven't been praying for Him. I don't know why God does it that way, but I, I see in Scripture and I see it in my life 
that he does. And there may very well be somebody in your world that if you begin to pray for them sincerely and seriously, he may begin to act on their heart, act in their life in an unexpected way. Why are you surrounded by these specific people in this specific season of their lives? Do you, you realize that Almighty God does things for a reason? Everything He does. You know, the old rabbis had an expression, everything means something. Everything means something. Why are they in your life right now? You know, I remember one day that God just kind of hit me with a question out of left field. Why me in Miami Beach? And especially since I didn't even want to be here. I didn't come for the weather. You know, people always like, oh, it must be hard, Miami Beach. I'm like, you have no idea, bro. I didn't want to come here. I didn't like heat and humidity. Now that I'm a little older and the bones don't work like they used to, I'm enjoying the heat and humidity more than I used to. But in the old days, I didn't want to be here. But the Lord wanted me here. Why? The question, the way it hit me was like, what an amazing, incredible privilege. I was talking with a friend of mine. He was a pastor at the time in London. And it just, it just hit me as he and I were talking to the most unlikely pastors in the world. This guy was, he was a fashion model and did pretty well until he met Jesus and, and then not so much. And so he went to work in a Christian bookstore. He was the head booker for one of the number one talent fashion agencies in England. The head agent, if you will, for men with that agency. And he told me, he said, God, just, I just couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep doing it. And he went to work in a Christian bookstore, and then the Lord opened the door for him in this ministry, and then that ministry, and he realized, God's calling me to be a pastor. And he had a wife, he had kids, and he went back to school. Spent two years at Cambridge. And he'd make an awesome stand-up comedian. I tried to get him here earlier this year and the schedules just wouldn't work out because he's been a good friend now for more than two decades but as as we sat there by the river thames in london i said you ever think about the fact that he could have put any anybody in all of human history in london where you are and he chose you are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor. And we want to let you know that you can help partner with us to help see Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another Main Thing Radio.